Welcome to Moms Using Homeopathy. I'm Joy from MomsUsingHomeopathy.com, and I'm just a mom like you on a journey of learning how to use homeopathy to care for my family. In 2016, I started a group on Facebook called Moms Using Homeopathy. It has grown to over 10,000 members. This podcast is really for our members who want to learn more about this amazing method of healing. So let's get started. Hello, moms, and welcome. This is our very first audio training for our group, Moms Using Homeopathy, and I'm excited to share it in audio format so it's easier for moms to access. This week, our special guest is Lindsay Mitchell. Lindsay has been around since the beginning of our group. You have probably seen Lindsay in there commenting on many posts and sharing her knowledge. Lindsay is a certified classical homeopath, and she specializes in chronic and acute cases. She's very passionate about classical homeopathy. She's seen it work in very powerful ways with her clients and with her family. And I wanted to have her as our very first speaker so that we could hear about the foundational principles of homeopathy. I think this will be helpful for many of our group members who are brand new to homeopathy and just starting out. So here is my interview with Lindsay Mitchell. So hi, Lindsay. Hi, Joy. Thanks for having me today. So glad that you're here. You've been in our group for a while, for a long time, I think, since we started. And we're so glad you're in there um, sharing your expertise with us and helping out. So go ahead and give us your backstory before we get into the meat of everything here. Okay. Thank you for having me. And um, I love the group. It has been such a great group to just really kind of be free to offer advice and support and, you know, perspective. and, And that's you know, if other groups can be a little more, I don't know, defined or, or, you know, controlled. So this group has really allowed us all to just kind of support each other. And I love that. My personal story is I was a really sick baby and ear infections, horrible throat infections. My parents were going crazy. They were putting me on antibiotics, multiple sets of tubes in my ears, and, you know, uh, steroids, all sorts of things. And I was just sicker, getting sicker and sicker and sicker. And so my aunt turned my mother onto classical homeopathy when I was two. And my mother called a, a classical homeopath in Guadalajara, Mexico, who barely spoke English, and told him my symptoms over the phone. And he prescribed like a podium, which changed my life. And, and I began to heal and all the chronic symptoms began to melt away. And it was, that kind of sold our family on homeopathy. And so from there forward, all things were treated homeopathically, almost to a fault, where we were like, well, maybe we should go to the doctor for this or for that. And my mom's like, nope, homeopathy's got it, you know? And, and sure enough, it did. We, you know, we all lived pretty healthy. And then I became, started to become real hypersensitive in high school. I started to react to makeup, moisturizers, topical things, it like, like severely react. My face would swell up, um, throat problems. I think, you know, it stemmed from, you know, just a few accidents that had happened along the way. Like I was kind of eaten alive by fire ants at one point, which might've changed my sensitivity. And so then I kind of, kind of went down that path and became sensitive to many things. And so as you know, as I moved forward and then I had my own kids, I plugged into homeopathy myself and really began to study it and try to get on top of these sensitivities and wanted to raise my children on homeopathy. 
and just fell in love with it and the principles and the just the gift that it is. I mean, to take to take any substance and turn it into a powerful medicine, it, it, you know, that uh, the tiniest, my mo- most minute dose can cure thousands it is miraculous to me. This just resonated with, with me in several aspects of life. And, um, and I've loved homeopathy. I've been a homeopath for a while now and um, treat all sorts of people, you know, old, young, all sorts of chronic symptoms. And it is, it is, it never gets old seeing somebody come back to health or come to a level of health that they've never even known before. I mean, it truly is, you know, it's unbelievably rewarding. So, you know, my goal here is to just help educate on what true classical homeopathy is and and where other approaches may vary and may kind of confuse the newcomer. And uh, and yeah, so that's that's kind of my my background. I'm really excited about this because there is a lot out there as different variations of homeopathy. We're getting to the foundational classical study of homeopathy here in this this particular video. I was really excited to have you because I knew that you were passionate about that. So um, why don't we get into you telling me your definition of homeopathy? All right, we'll, we'll just kind of, we'll start, one, one topic kind of leads into the other. Right. So with classical homeopathy, the fundamental approach comes from the law of similars. Okay, so the, the principle is that what can produce a totality of symptoms in a healthy person can cure that totality of symptoms in an unhealthy person when, when, when they match. So, you know, the goal is to, to align those energies to remind the vital force that it's stuck and urge it to heal. What, what we find is if we don't treat the totality of symptoms, if we don't match the similar symptoms and we just treat partial aspects, we can, we can detour the disease. We can suppress the disease. We can palliate the disease, but we won't cure it. So we need to, we need to make sure the remedies are similar to the disturbance in order for them to resonate. Does that make sense? Totally. The, once the remedy resonates with a similar disturbance, a similar energy, it nudges the vital force to cast out that trouble. It kind of reminds it. It kind of wakes it up because the body just kind of keeps finding paths around it if, if it can. Right. And so that, that similar remedy reminds it that it's stuck and urges it to wake up, kind of like a, a, a slight push in the same direction it's going, which reminds it it's going in that direction. So it pushes back and pushes back up to an upright state, if that makes sense. After we collect the totality of symptoms, we find the one remedy that covers that totality of symptoms for absolute resonance between the remedy and the patient. So we can't treat a part, we can't treat, um, we can't treat a headache with a headache remedy because we need to know what kind of headache it is. We need to know what else comes with that headache, what other symptoms come along with that, temperature, uh, temperament, um, uh, any, anything else that comes along so that we can really find the most similar remedy that covers that totality. Does that make sense? Totally. I know a lot of people come in the group and they're, they're with a diagnosis. That's one of the reasons why we say we don't diagnose in our group 
you tell us the symptoms, you know, that are going on in homeopathy doesn't need necessarily a diagnosis for us to find a suggest a remedy for you. If you give us all the symptoms and you can't just come in and say, I have a headache. What's the remedy? Just like you said, well, is it in the front on the forehead? Is it in your back? Is it behind your eyes? Does it throb? What does it feel like? You know, what's the sensation? And yeah, it completely that's exactly makes sense. Right. That's exactly mm-hmm. right. That's right. Two, head, two headaches are not necessarily the same. That's and right. we're looking for the same. And so we're yes. looking for the sensation that connects the two in order for it to resonate. Granted, sometimes, you know, you can, you can kind of palliate a headache with a basic headache remedy. But the problem is you're not going to reach the, the true cause for that headache. You know, it may just kind of push it aside for a minute. But we, to really resonate with where that headache is coming from, we need to know how it feels, when it feels that way, why it feels that way. You know, we need to know all the modalities of that headache to select one out of hundreds of headache remedies. You know, and that's the thing. It's when people say, I have a headache, I need a remedy. It's like, whoa, there's a lot of remedies that cover headache, you know, or skin symptoms or stomach aches. You know, even nausea has various forms. So, you know, it's to really kind of get the flavor of that symptom is key so that we can select the remedy that really, that has that same flavor. Almost as if you can picture the remedy standing like a twin to that person. That's really what we want to, we want to do is be able to see that kind of manifest as a person and then match it to the person that has the symptoms. And then you have a perfect resonance and it cures, you know, it urges the body to cast out that symptom, which is just a warning signal from the disturbance anyway. And it's really interesting because it's hard to, because you have moms that are coming straight from an allopathic, you know, background and that's all they know. And even, even with herbs, it's like, well, you use this herb for this, you know, and it's, it's a whole different mindset and it can be overwhelming to someone that's brand new. I know somebody came into the group this morning and they were like, I'm so overwhelmed. I don't even know how this works because it's so different. And that's then, right. It, and you have that aha moment where it really works good. And you're thinking, whoa, I've got to learn how to do this <laughs> because that's exactly right. Because it works so well and you're using, helping your body to heal instead of suppressing that further down into your, and you're going to talk about that, I know, suppression. So, um, but yeah. That's right. And, and you feel that difference. You feel yes. that difference. You almost feel it in your, in your core. You kind yes. of go, okay, is this gone or is, is this cured or is this just hidden? You know, I, you can really tell, and you can tell in a lot of ways because things shift in other areas as that's happening, you know, I mean, you may see other things kind of move around knowing that something internal is really changing, Yeah, you know, and that gives you the insurance that the remedy is moving it out and that it is shifting. And, you know, we still don't necessarily have a timeline, you know, I mean, some people can be cured of a headache immediately. Some people, you know, the symptom may be coming from a, a very chronic stuck situation that needs to kind of slowly unfold, you know, and and gently unfold. So we don't aggravate the patient by trying to push too hard too quickly, you know, so it just depends, but there's always some sort of indication. And I'll get into that as we go along about, you know, the law of cure and direction to cure and all that stuff. It's not a one size fits all. Okay. You're going to take this and in 15 minutes or 30 minutes, you're going to feel better. It's going to be different based on where your body is and 
Yeah. It's and that's what's special about homeopathy. Yeah. You know, is that it is tailored to the individual. Mm-hmm. You know, we can, we can, we can, we sit down and spend the time to, to really understand your symptoms, your sensations, how they make you feel, what things come to mind when you're in this state or in these symptoms, which is ideally what everybody wants. I mean, not, none of us really want to go in and get a single medication that covers the, the, you know, general population, because we know what that's doing. We know it's just blanketing the symptoms, you know, it's just kind of quieting everything down, but it's not necessarily resonating. It's not a key that unlocks the healing, you know? And so, so that's, that's another exciting aspect of homeopathy is that it it really is individual healing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, at the same time, as we move forward it with, um, you know, life in general, and the more complicated things get with shots and birth control and antibiotics, you know, solving these things very quickly is, is difficult. You know, there's a lot of cases take time because we've got so many layers now, more layers than they did when homeopathy was first developed. You know, when Hahnemann was first doing it, you know, of course there were diseases and deadly diseases, but you didn't have all these different toxic layers going on, you know, and handed down and handed down and handed down. So, you know, it's what was the remedies that were relevant in his time and the remedies that are relevant now are different because of the kind of manifestation of disease over time in mankind. Very good. Okay. So what's next? Okay, let me see. Well, let's see. I, I, I mentioned that we prescribe one remedy at a time. Should we go there? Let's go this, there. This goes back to um, the totality. So we prescribe one remedy at a time because only one remedy at a time is going to cover the totality. If we were treating just a headache or just a stomach ache, then we're not covering the totality of symptoms. And that's the biggest concern with practical homeopathy right now. And some of these newer, <clears throat> these newer spins on homeopathy is that they are approaching homeopathic treatment like modern medicine, which is considered allopathy. So allopathy says you have a headache, we give you a headache remedy and it goes, or a headache medicine and it goes away. <clears throat> they don't, they're not considering anything else. You know, for that, and that's the same with practical homeopathy. Is you have a sore throat, we give you a sore throat medicine. We don't, we don't care if you have diarrhea. We don't care if you have, you know, a skin rash. Along with that, we're just we're going to treat this symptom with this remedy and hope it works. And you know, sometimes it does. And when I say it works, it works on a superficial level, meaning it's going to it may superficially resonate with that symptom and kind of make it quiet down, but it's not going to reach that root cause because again, it's not covering that totality. So, you know, the key to really cast out susceptibility to symptoms coming from a deeper disturbance is to cover that totality with a single remedy. And that doesn't mean we have to wait weeks and months and months to see if a remedy is going to act, but we want to try one remedy let it act for a few weeks, see what it does, and then make a decision on if it's on if it's resonating with the vital force or not, and then move on to another remedy. And we want to do this for a few reasons. One, because if, let's say we do cure it, if we had multiple remedies in play, we wouldn't know which remedy was actually helping, which, which greatly confuses the picture, okay? 
we also, remedies are not necessarily tested together. So one can suppress, one can antidote, one can palliate, one could, you know, we could have multiple things going on that are counterindicated or counterproductive to the situation. So one remedy is a very clean process. It's like it covers the totality. We can watch what it's doing. We can make a clean decision on if it's helping or if it's not helping. We know whether we our potency is right or too low or too high, and, and we can monitor dosing. So it's very important that we let we, you know, that we really collect all the symptoms and select that single remedy to cover the the language of the disturbance. And that's pretty much what we're talking about here. There is an energetic disturbance upon the vital force, and that vital force is under stress, and it's saying, help. I'm stressed. I'm going to send you this symptom to let you know what's going on. I'm going to send you that symptom to let you know what's going on. Take heed in my warning. So our symptoms are not our enemy. You know, they are literally messages from our internal energy saying, I'm in trouble. And so we want to collect all those messages, all those signals of warning, all those symptoms into one ball and, and find the best possible twin ball or twin remedy to, to urge it to correct those things. Yeah, that makes, that's interesting because um, when we first found homeopathy, I can say from personal experience, my husband had some chronic fatigue and some, some different things going on and he was very sick. And we learned about homeopathy through the practical route. I mean, that's how we learned. So we did some consultations and we started that way and he felt good for a little while but then it just did, it stopped. It's like his body was not identifying with that, those protocols anymore. And I started, I was learning more about classical by that point. And I was like, hey, you've got to go get a consultation with a, a classical homeopath and get your remedy. <laughs> and right. amazing how different it was. I mean, when he started doing his constitutional remedy, it's like night and day difference. He started seeing improvement and it wasn't like overnight, but he could tell when he took it the first time that something was shifting and he could feel it. And within a month or two, he started to see some improvement dramatically and feel better, you know, and, and now he's the, just the other day, he said, boy, I feel like my strength is really coming back. This, and it's been, it's been like two years, you know, and he's almost feeling like he's back at 100%. But the things that he had have been since he was a child, you know, and it takes right. a while to un- go through all those things that he went through as a child to get to that point. So I can't. Well, and that's a very good point. Yeah. That is a very good point. I think that's the biggest obstacle we're up against in homeopathy and as homeopaths is we, this world is so accustomed to instant gratification and instant change that we don't really know how to wait We don't really know how to let the body heal, but we have to remember that the body got sick over time. It did. You know, it it didn't, didn't necessarily, unless there's a never been well since situation where, you know, that triggered chronic symptoms. Most of the time things manifest over a long period of time. And so, you know, when somebody comes to treatment and they, you know, they put their whole, they put all their eggs in the basket, the homeopathic basket for one month, and then decide it's not gonna, it's not working, and then leave. It's like, wait a minute, your body got sick over years, possibly. That's right. And mm-hmm. so, and I've even, I've even heard through the years that 
you know, to to kind of equate it, the best the, the way to look at homeopathic treatment and healing is it will take one month to recover for every year you were sick. Okay, now I don't I don't know how accurate that is, but it makes sense. So if you've been sick for 30 years, it may take three years for you to really, really get through it. And I see this happen. You know, I see my husband who also had chronic symptoms, various symptoms. Um, you know, I put him on his constitutional remedy about three years ago. And honestly, about and all, all his mental symptoms disappeared immediately, which is always uh, the biggest indication. Okay, mm-hmm. when it resonates with that deepest layer first, okay, we're on the right track. Then other things started to, you know, just slowly work themselves out. And then we just noticed in the last few months that deep, the deep, deep, deep cracks in his heels vanished. And all of a sudden, he's got baby feet again. After wow. a whole lifetime of, of uh, hard, dry, cracked, calloused heels, it's taken two and a half, three years on his constitutional remedy to finally reach those layers and then mirac- miraculously heal them without any other intervention from him. Trust me, he is not lotioning his <laughs> So... <laughs> So, but what I'm saying is that's, that's the hardest message to get across to people is this is going to take time, you know, and, but for those of us who've been really, really, really sick mm-hmm. and we've been down the allopathic route with medication and realized how much worse it makes us, we kind of climb out of that hole and go, okay, I can walk through this for however long it takes if there, if I can get well at the end of this, you know, and, and that was kind of my story is, you know, in after pregnancies, after, you know, uh, my allergies got worse, I got really sick. I re- I re- an al- allergic reaction sent me into the, the ER. They put me on prednisone, which triggered an absolute systemic, horrific outbreak and set me on a 10-year downspin, down tailspin of very, very severe chronic illness. So I was already susceptible and I was already sensitive. And then a medication put a cat, put a lid on my symptoms and they, they exploded pretty much. And so I, you know, just out of sheer agony, there were times where I'm like, you know, I think I went on my own for about six years with homeopathy, but it, I wasn't really, I, the homeopaths weren't really getting my case. It was a real, it was a struggle. And so I finally went in and got on medication which made me way worse. And, and then I had to kind of heal from two diseases after that. And that's the thing too. It's like, okay, we've got one disease and then we cap it off with medication and it gets angrier. And now we've got to recover tenfold. So it was, it was a long journey, but once I got on the right remedy and the right path, it was unbelievable how many, how, how many things kind of crept back up from the past. You know, we also know, we'll talk about the law of cure, but, you know, think how things heal in reverse order in which they came and to see old symptoms pop up and then disappear, yeah. you know, all yeah. the way back to high school. And I'm like, whoa, I haven't seen this for a while, but you realize it's all a part of the disturbance that has been trying to tell you it's there all along, you know? And so I think I've gotten off track here, but no, it's great. It's great. It's right. I mean, you're absolutely right. And we're trying, I think because we, if you come from a background of where you're using over-the-counter medicines and antibiotics and stuff like that, it appears to go away, but it doesn't because it's still there. 
<laughs> that's why you have recurring ear infections. That's why you have recurring strep, you know, stuff like that, because the, the body's trying to get it out and it keeps coming back to try to throw it off. And we're suppressing it with stuff. And it's, it's, you just don't know. You that's don't exactly know. right. That's exactly right. You know, I actually had a patient ask me the other day if, um, if, if the wrong remedy or the, the remedy that's not the exact minimum can, you know, cure some symptoms. And, you know, and I had to tell her, yes, yes. You know, the thing is, you know, it's a really tough way to go. But if you're, if you're close on a remedy and you, you know, a few things disappear, you, you know, the problem is you don't know if they're gone for good. But when the remedy doesn't resonate completely and a couple symptoms disappear, you don't know if they're gone for good or if they're just taking a nap somewhere, you know, if they're just kind of palliated or suppressed. But over time, you realize, oh, okay, those symptoms really are gone and have not come back, but I'm still dealing with the bulk of this disturbance. So some of us can, because, because the disturbance is very complicated or the disease is very complicated for many, some of us do kind of zigzag our way to health. You know, and then eventually we find the remedy that that really unlocks the case and takes us the the final distance. But, you know, my point is to say we can kind of help the body in certain ways. I mean, homeopathy is better than no homeopathy. So that's, I guess, my point is we, you know, we want to be careful not to suppress. We want to be careful. and, and, And with that, we want to be careful with dosing, potency, remedy. But even the wrong remedy can sometimes move something, you know, in the right direction. And and that kind of gives us a little hope. So then we kind of stay on the path and then we find that next remedy that's even a little closer and opens up a few more doors. And then it's like, okay, things are starting to come back. You know, and you slowly kind of, ideally, we want to hit the right remedy immediately. But it's not always possible with, you know, I mean, it's, it's really difficult. And a lot of it comes down to what the patient divulges to us. You know, a lot of people are very private. They're very closed. They, they will, will take months to tell you some very key symptoms. And, and then they're frustrated when they're not cured in those months, you know? And so it's a, it's a really tough thing. And so the key is to try, to try to hear what needs to be cured in that patient and try to prescribe the best possible remedy without suppressing anything. Because we can suppress things with the wrong remedy uh, allopathic medication, essential oils, anything that can remove a symptom but not cure it can, can potentially be suppressive, you know, and, and give us a false sense of recovery. So, you know, it, it's definitely a careful dance, but, um, but even, even though that's why I always say to people, even, you know, any homeopathy is better than no homeopathy, but we still want to be very careful because it's very potent. As, as harmless as it is and non-toxic as it is, we can still kind of, you know, we can still lay a, a, a artificial disease over our own, you know, if we're not careful. And if we just pound the body with doses and multiple remedies and, you know, it can, it can really get confusing. The thing is with classical homeopathy, even though we can't, there can be healing aggravations because the disturbance has inevitably been suppressed at some point, okay? Even if it wasn't suppressed by medication or something else, we can suppress our own symptoms. 
So you've got people that have gone through deep grief and just bury it or deep trauma and they bury it. So we either suppress it, you know, suppression comes from all angles. So, you know, that's the thing It's we can avoid aggravations to a point, but anything that's been suppressed has the potential to bring a healing aggravation as we bring it up and out of the body, you know? So, but the key with classical homeopathy is we're so gentle with our remedy selection, with our potency selection, and with our dosing, that if there is a healing aggravation, it's going to be brief. It's going to be temporary. It may not be fun, but it's, I always encourage people to hold on to the fact that this is a good indication. You know, we may have to walk through a few days of discomfort. We may, you know, be upset for a few days. I see people go through real anger, real tears, real emotions as old pain, resurfaces and it's it's never fun but that has been stuffed down in there and that's fueling the disturbance you know that's fueling the whole problem so a lot of times it's got to just come up and out you know so we we can we can minimize healing aggravations I guess is my point we can't always avoid them but my I agree with you when when I see people taking endless doses of potencies that, it, I mean, it just, this is how our remedies were proved. This is how we know our remedy pictures in our Materia Medica is from that type of dosing, you know, to prove those remedies. So when we see people doing it and, and they're like, well, I felt better for a minute and then I got worse. It's like, I know, you know, I know this is, it's, it's very possible. So yes, homeopathic remedies do bring a risk. And I think that's another misconception is that Oh, they're so they're so safe, and they are safe. They're not going to hurt you per se. You could never take enough for it to be lethal or fatal. But can it aggravate you tremendously? You know. And I actually had a one of my first homeopaths that um, after I went through my allergic reaction in my prednisone, it exploded eczema and psoriasis all over my body. And I my first homeopath at that time um, gave me a thirty C of I won't even mention the remedy, but. It literally, it literally set me on fire, pretty much. Set me on fire. I mean, I was like a burn victim from head to toe. I mean, it was, and they, they wanted to put me in the burn unit in the hospital. It's, it was that bad. So this is one of our greatest remedies in, our materia, in, in the Materia Medica. But because I was a hypersensitive constitution and my symptoms were, were coming out already, to give me a 30C in that potency was like, putting a bomb in my body. So we want to be, and she gave me six doses. She gave me two, two doses, six or eight doses over four days, which is in my, and she's a classical homeopath, but in my opinion, it was, it was too much. It was too much because I mean, I was sick for six months after that and actually didn't walk for four months because the swelling was so bad. So we can do damage if we're not careful. We can, we can really anger this disturbance and, you know, the key is to just know the patient, you know, know what needs to be cured. If we're dealing with a hypersensitive person, then we proceed very cautiously with potency and dosing. You know, I, I am, I am a, I am all about minimum dose. You know, I drop at 200 C most of the time and just wait, never multiple doses, never multiple remedies. And, you know, you just kind of wait, but if I'm dealing with the hypersensitive patient, I might give them an LM potency or you know, something, something much lower just to test the waters before, you know, I ignite something that I can't get on top of, 
you know? And, and that's why some of these classical homeopaths we read, they, you know, one of my favorites is a Australian homeopath, um, Bailey. And he writes great, great things about all of our remedies. I mean, reading about re- reading his remedy descriptions are so fun. It, like that's what draws you into homeopathy is like these personalities of these remedies. But he almost always prescribes a 10M. Like if you read anything, anything he does, he's like, and then I gave a 10M and it cured. And I mean, I cringe because of giving most people in our world today a 10M would absolutely aggravate them through the roof. So we just, we want to take some of it and, you know, and leave some of it and just and really proceed cautiously so that we, we nudge the vital force rather than shove it <laughs> in a direction to heal. Thank you for joining us this week for this very first episode of Moms Using Homeopathy. Next week, we'll continue this interview with Lindsay on classical homeopathy. Until then, come and join us in our Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Moms Using Homeopathy. Visit us at momsusinghomeopathy.com.